Episode, what is it? I think it's episode another episode four of our podcast. It's just another episode. Yeah, we can call it that. You can count on one hand, you can count on two hands. You're never really going to get yeah. That was uh, Cool It Down by John Codeine. You can find him on uh, Bandcamp. JohnCodeine.bandcamp.com. Just throwing out some... Uh, it was submitted to us last week. Throwing out some hits right now, so... If you have a song you want to send us, send it over to us and we'll put it in our intro. Check them out. Be one of the... One of the early before he blows up, be one of the first guys to listen to him. Get ahead of the uh, get ahead of the curve here. Ahead of the curve, curve, guys. Flatten the curve. Yeah. Also get ahead. Flatten it first, then get ahead of it. Yep. Like a like a like a, like a finish line. Like a finish line. So what's been going on with you, man? What's going on this weekend? This uh, week? <laughs> not too much, you know. Um, just been uh, quarantined, pretty much. Uh, been. Uh, what do you fill your days up with? Fill my days with uh, usually just watching YouTube videos, listening to music. I've listened to a lot of good music. You just recently. what do you do while you listen to music? Do you do a craft? Do you do do you just sit and stare at the stare at the wall? Or? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do a stare at the wall. Sometimes I do crafts. What kind of craft? Sometimes I write things. Um, I I don't actually do many crafts. No, not really. Um, I haven't really done any crafts since you know grade. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. When I say craft, I mean I'm just speaking from my experience because I like to, I like to design collage. La- last time was probably that collage that I did over here. Yeah. Did you feel a little inspired by that? Like you it was could, fun. Your yeah. design skills are. You, you can kind of reach that. Yeah. Yeah, but you, know, you can. It doesn't even take skill or talent. Sometimes you just catch luck and you go, oh shit, these yeah. two pieces of paper like happen to be together. Happen to work perfectly. And it just looks beautiful right now. Yeah. And there's nothing to it that looks beautiful. It's a ripped piece of paper and then like this image, but for some reason your brain goes, yes, captivated. Yeah, uh, that's that's nice when that happens. And yeah, you just get lucky. That's what art is to me. Throwing together, yeah. It's like love at first sight. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's how a lot of things um, happen. You just it, you don't you don't really you don't really think about it until you, until it's over and then. You realize you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah, and you realize you know you put together a masterpiece. It's a big paradise, but they put up a parking lot. Yeah. That's yeah. I guess that's yeah that's in a lot of ways how how art works. A couple of things you just they just go together. It's this inexplainable universal language, the same as music. You don't need to be taught music to be able to appreciate it. You know, you need to be taught it to be able to perform it and learn it and play it. But to listen to music and to have it affect you emotionally, you don't need anything other than your human condition, just whatever you are. You don't need anything. You just need the ability, the ability to receive things with open arms. Yeah. yeah, it's a very universal thing, I guess, obviously. 
There's some people who uh, say they don't like music, which is a weird thing. And those people are really shitty, boring people. <laughs> yeah, those are the people that you don't want to get to know. Yeah, I had this friend stay the fuck away from people who say they don't like music. Or I had a friend in high school. What do you, uh, what do you look at? Matthew Medill, and he was in band. He played the saxophone. But when I asked him about any kind of music that he liked, he he said, "I don't listen to music. I don't, I don't. I wouldn't sit down and listen to music. The same way someone would say, I wouldn't sit down and have a glass of water. You know, they have it within other things. Does he actually not listen to music though, or was he just saying? Well, that? some people just don't appreciate it enough to actually." You know, go as deep as you know someone would would on YouTube, or get into a band as deeply as somebody would. He just doesn't have that capability. I thought he was more of a logical thinker, and he was more of like emotionless. Wake up in the morning, brush your teeth. Like, there's no right. There's no. I feel good or I feel bad. Does he have like posters on his wall or paintings or like how how does that even work? I think now he's an um, he's like a Dow professor of physics or something. He's just. Okay. Some people just have that straight laced. Maybe physics. They have no. Thing. They have no right brain, you know, whatsoever. It's just I live to live. I don't like thinking about this gobbly goop. Yeah. <clears throat> creative poetry, whatever. They don't get it. They don't. They can't make sense of it. So. Do you think maybe it was, maybe was he any good at the instrument? Like. No, I remember one time in jazz band, Mr. Beale pointed at him to do a solo during a jazz song. And he literally froze for like five minutes, and then we all we all just walk looking at him, and then he just goes, and just starts <laughs> crying, man. And we're all like, Oh Jesus. shit, we shouldn't have fucking put that guy in the spot because oh we did. God. We were like, Solo, come on, you can do it. We were like pushing him, right? Put him under and we could, yeah, like he couldn't deal with that pressure. Man. Under the pressure. Yeah, I mean it's jazz band. It's extracurricular jazz band. You have to like want to play music like otherwise you're just in your class your band class where it's marching band kind of thing jazz band was so fun because we got to play the drum kit mm -hmm. and play songs and it was really loose it wasn't really like structured it was mr beale like he could go smoke weed and come back in and hop through the window and five five bridges in the band room we would skip class once and we had to go see mrs farnick because and then she was like these are the consequences of skipping class. And we were like, yeah, we were just playing too loud. We were playing really good music really loud, and we didn't hear the bell. Sorry. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little more fun than so we're class. Focused on we are focused on playing really good music, but uh, sorry. Lost sorry. in the... Lost in the... Uh, Forgive me, Lost please. in the sonic realm. Forgive me, mother, for I have sinned. Forgive me for I have played music. Forgive me for I have played music better than you could have ever played. Was haters, man? Fucking haters. Miss Frank was definitely a fucking hater. And it came from their own hate, man. His, her husband. Yeah. She, he, he, corrupted the school, and he had absolutely no place. He was not hired by the school. Yeah. He was brought in by Mrs. Farnick to keep kids in line, and he was the fucking most pedophilic devil of that fucking three years of junior high. I don't even, was he, he, was was he like a big fat old big guy? Big fat guy, you walk like up to kids and go, get to the class, and they go, it's lunchtime. And you go, ah! And like he didn't screaming. know anything. Like, ah! Hey, buddy, it's lunchtime. The reason why everybody's in the hallways right now is because it's fucking lunchtime. Don't scream at kids and tell them to go back to class, you fucking Jesus dimwit. Christ. I feel like when Miss Farnick was like younger, she could have been a cool lady, you know what I mean? Well, she got sour, man. She got real sour. Yeah, fucking rejected one too many times. Yeah. Couldn't handle it. I feel like I feel like she would have been like really like fucking outgoing and like 
I feel like back when she was a kid, she probably was like a one reckless, one of those reckless girls that just was like kind of wild. Remember when Alex she Banfield got her, popped her one in got the her field? shit together? No. Dude, Alex, there's a story of Alex Banfield, like, he went on a fucking manic rampage, and like, Miss Farnick and her husband were like trying to, like, chase him, he, they went into the field, like the, the soccer field at Five Bridges, Yeah. and uh, and fucking, I saw him from a distance. He was like, no, like they were grabbing his arm and he's like, get the fuck away from me. And he just fucking clocks her in the face. <laughs> they talked about it forever. Yeah, right? I, I feel like I, I do remember that. That's when I was in grade seven. Like, I think he might have been Okay, then, just I, was, below, then I was younger than that. Yeah. Alex Banfield, man. I hung up with him for a bit in grade five and six. I remember the name, but I can't put a name to the face. Just a, just a, just a low life, like. I met his parents, and his parents were very much like him, and you could tell, like, you know, your parents have so much influence on what you're going to be when you grow up. Yeah. Um, it sounds, it's a really familiar name. Definitely, I know who you're talking about, and mm. I've probably hung out with him also, but I don't remember. You know Alex Tatry? I know Tatry. Well, the same, sh- same. shitty? Yeah. yeah. So I was in the same, I grew up with Alex Tatry. Yeah. I, knew, I knew him since I was five, six. I know Tatry, the blonde. Really, like, yeah, so we were all in the same... Bayfield, Tatry, um, Peter Gordon, those guys, they're they are younger. They're like your age. Pete, old Pete. No, Pete's, Pete's a year older than me. Is he? Yeah. Uh, he's a little younger than me, I think. But. Yeah. Yeah. Casey Jones. Yeah. I don't know. Those guys were cool. He was the... Uh, I'd always see them and party with them. He was like the captain of the... Well, the assistant of the... Like, me and Corey team. and Casey Jones would hang out a lot, actually. Oh, yeah, really? Kristen Lane, too. Casey I used was, to be in a band. I tried to be in a band with Casey Jones. Casey was like, his, his parents were pretty cool. He's a cool guy. Casey Jones. <clears throat> that was cool, man. His mom was a duty. His mom okay, was like yeah. a, a supervisor at the school. I feel like he was like, short. I feel like he was like wealthy or something like that, but maybe not. Um, He was pretty wealthy, yeah. Was he? Yeah, I went to his birthday party once. He yeah, had, I think he had a house, house yeah. one time. Yeah. Pretty decent place. I remember. Um, there's Ashley Edgity's mom, who was like a teacher, and okay, you remember her? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> her mom was like this, like really short, just like this, like super short, like really weird, like bangy haircut, and she would like say the most non-truths. Like she would substitute for a class, and and she would be like, when you cut your uh, when you cut your arm, the, the the blood is actually red as soon as you cut it. But the reason why your veins are blue is because your blood's actually blue when it's in your arms. And I was like, um, <laughs> I talked to my dad about this, and he told me that you're dead wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's just how the light reflects. It's how the light reflects off of the skin. Your yeah, blood doesn't change color when it's oxidized. Yeah, and if it did, how it's like that quickly? Yeah. No. Your blood's always red. It's never changing color. If it did, you would see people bleed blue sometimes when they get hit. I mean, they could do tests on that and and put you in, like, a non-oxidized place and cut your arm. Blood is blue? No, fuck you. It's coming through this, like, light. Have you ever seen anyone with blue blood? No. Blue and red go together like peanut butter and jam. What grade was that? With uh, what? Eight. Eight. Seven or eight. Yeah. About seven, I think, probably. So junior high school. This is just starting junior high. Yeah. Don't. Is yeah. I don't remember. Don't remember her. Grade seven was pretty pinnacle for me. Grade seven was fun. I always gotten 
I was, just, I was going through puberty, yeah. and we were having classes, and I was being rambunctious. I was starting to change as a person. Yeah, people just start getting, as soon as they get into grade seven, they just like start being reckless. I remember we were. If they're gonna be reckless, they'll just we did, start first, uh, the first day. Grade eight, I think we did Battle of the Bands, and in the morning the next day, they announced the, like the winners. Yeah. On the announcements, and they said that they said our band, and I was like, everybody looked at me, and I was like, yeah, yeah. we won. That's cool. Yeah, I've had weird moments like that. <laughs> I remember in grade seven, like this this girl wanted to be kind of like a groupie. She's like, can I get your autograph? Are you? Did you play in that band Metric Decalorando? It was a band you like put together, kind of. Me and Callum Moskovich, George Hill, Corey, okay, and Thomas Redden, okay, um, put together this this fucking just like garage rock band, and we played Battle of the Bands. Was that like out school or like at a separate place? It was student directed. Yeah. We practiced at home in our own time. Yeah. And then we performed at Battle of the Bands, but we also performed at. Shining Waters Marina in St. Mary's Bay. Okay. Um, we performed at outside, outside Jumbo Video okay. uh, for a fundraiser. Cool. Uh, where else did we perform? We performed at uh, the Shambhala Center. Uh, right, yeah. Uh, oh, nice. No way. Another thing. Yeah, we had some gigs. But right. Callum got us all those gigs, and that was my introduction to be, like, performing. performing. performing yeah, you guys went around at a pretty young age. Yeah, I've always been performing everything. So. You guys won? In grade 7? Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think we won, we came second place the first time, and then in grade eight, we came first place. Okay. You guys were, it was just a rock band? We went, Okay. And we went, Cover songs uh, and stuff. What else, did, what kind of other songs did we play? Shit. We had some really funky jams, too. You know what, I want to see if I can maybe... Because that'd be hilarious if we could find it. I know we also started another band after this called Alice in Monsterland, and that was a reggae-based band because our lead guy Callum was well, so, um, yeah. he was into reggae. At Some the time. reggae. He's a decent reggae singer. Yeah, but that would shit wouldn't fly today. And I think Gub, Dub Cartel kind of um, copied that, you know. And then they became famous. For Took over that scene. Do you know Dub Car Cartel? Mm -hmm. like, do you know them personally? We've played shows with them. Okay, cool. We played a show at the Shining Waters Marina with uh, oh, um, Kyle's band, The Purple Suitcase. Okay. It was an old band that they had. That was before Dub Cartel? Yes. Purple Suitcase. Also Purple reggae? Suitcase, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, nope, it was more like Pink Floyd. Okay. I'll be able to play this. This is actually uh, Monsterland. It's gonna be hard to find. No, I'll find it. I guarantee I'll find it. On MySpace, I don't even think MySpace is around anymore. Oh, I guess it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um. 
MySpace.com slash What? It's okay, we can find it after after the pod. Yeah. Um any new segments you had in mind or I found it. This is it. Oh, no way. Okay. You want to listen to one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, are you impressed that I found it? <laughs> so it's all blank because, like, my space is just dead now, but my files are still here. These are two songs. So this one's called Let the Good Times Roll. We played this at Paul's Hall. It's not playing. <laughs> Did they get rid of my... It must be a different format back then. Like, things must have changed at such a long I time ago. I guess so. Hmm. Well, it's on YouTube, though. Okay. Here's the Battle of Bands one. Five Bridges uh, Gymnasium. Nick Cameron. Matt Aiken. Corey. Me. Remember that gym teacher with he was bald? It was like Mr. Mr. Dix or something? Mr. K? Um bald gym teacher? He wasn't from not the one from Newfoundland, but the other one. He looked like just like that. That was him. Look how crazy that drums that looked. Years and years old. What's that short guy's name again? Nick Cameron. He was such a weird guy. This is a fucker, man. Yeah. He had depression, but he let everybody fucking know that he had it. <laughs> That's so weird. He let everybody know he had depression. That was his thing. <laughs> he strums like he has depression. I've seen him around a couple times, just like walking the streets and stuff. 
You'd be like, hey Nick, do you want to come have practice on Friday night? And you'd be like, oh no, my parents are gone. Oh, buddy. One time he, uh, he like forgot to do this project for like his, uh, for like electronics or something. He's like, man, do you have a radio I can borrow? <laughs> I was like, dude, no. Relax. I'm, I'm, I'm 15. I'm like chilling in school. No, I don't have a radio. What is this, 1943? This is a worked up letter. Oh yeah, he always just seemed like a rough, rough kid. He had a mustache when he was 11. Yeah. I feel like there's a couple times I've seen him around high school, I tried to like make him laugh or something like that, tried to like do something goofy and he would just be like... like you know his little brother Zach came on me? Ah, uh, yeah. They look kind He's of a lot cooler. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you that. <laughs> a lot cooler. Yeah, you're right, man. You try to tell a joke to Nick Cameron, and you just be like... Yeah. Like, oh, but like, why are you funny and I'm not? Why are you funny? <laughs> you always do, like, weird nerdy things like that. Yeah, you seem like a psycho. I knew him since uh, I was in grade primary with this guy. Grade, yeah. grade primary class. He always tried to be funny, man. But he would, like, start a conversation with... Go he would start a conversation with... Alright, no, no, no. How about this? No. <laughs> yeah, no, no, start no. a conversation with no. Fuck you, no. He was no, no. doing that in like grade one, grade, and I'm like, all right, like, what do you got to say? Like, he was doing bits. Like, uh, that was crazy. That's hilarious. I remember that very clearly. I wonder what, uh, I wonder what, who heard him. <laughs> but who starts a conversation with, no, okay, no. Sam, no, 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 no. no, no. All right, picture this. <laughs> no, not this, not this. Just yeah. move on. Just move on. Like, somewhere. who starts with, yeah, sometimes Corey starts with, no, no, starts with something with, yeah. He goes, yeah, I, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like, I never said anything for you to reply, <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. bro. It's just the lead in, the lead in word. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. That's pretty good for uh, you guys. For things. grade seven to yeah, eight. Really good. Yeah. Grade seven to eight. What's Corey doing right now? Kiss the maniac goodbye. Corey would get so jealous when I hopped on the drums. Yeah. He'd be like, no, it's my turn. One time in Shining Wonders, he would, um, he played like the whole set on drums. And by, it was like the end of the set. And I was like, I was looking at him. He's like, oh, it's, <laughs> oh, it's over? We're done? Sorry, man. <laughs> like, yeah. My parents were like, Sam, how come you never, you never play drums? Anything. You never played drums. You're, the, you're better at drums than this it's guy. Like Corey fucking... I was like, Corey, Corey never let me play. And they were like, why didn't you let him play? And then I would be like, I don't know, I can't just tell him. Like, I would get so mad. I would have fights with them at the end of the night after like these shows. And like, I don't know, fuck, I'm sorry. Why are you putting pressure on me? That's such a band kid thing to do. Uh, we, we tried our best to share, you know, but when we, were, when we were in a band together, it's like, okay, who's playing bongos and who's playing the fucking drum kit? Yeah. And then I started playing synth, and then I was like, fuck, I'm gonna, I bought a microchord, and I played microchord with this Alice in Monsterland band. They were like, That's, they're like, yeah, this is it. This is what we're up, what we're up to. Yeah, that's cool. Didn't last too long, though. Anything, uh, anything else new going on? Um, Soul realm? In 
the Sonic world? That's thing you've been, the... you been thinking about lately that's been tickling your tickling your uh, mayo container? Um, not too much. Just you know, just just thinking about about life. You know, trying to get through things. Yeah, it's been. Uh, it's hard to think that way when you're when everybody is in this. Uh, yeah, exactly, and like shut down. <clears throat> it's been like a year since I've smoked weed, and I'm calling myself like sober from weed, even though I still drink every once in a while. You deserve to call yourself sober from weed, man. Yeah. Yeah, but um, even though I, yeah, I mean I do like I you don't you don't drink to excess. No, I don't you at, do all. Weed at all. I don't drink that much, and so I'm pretty pretty much like, you know. You beat the fucking. Good. You beat it, dude. You beat yeah. the devil. Yeah. Um, and that's great. Yeah. Do you feel lot. like when you smell weed or something, you ever go, oh man, with just that one inch of a thought that you immediately crush, but that one, is that ever there? Just yeah. like, yeah, pretty much every time. Wouldn't it be nice time. to right now just do that with, with somebody? Yeah, pretty much every time, like when you hit a dab, when you, or like whatever, smoke a joint or something like that. Your, your immediate thought is like, I, I want that. Immediate thought is like that I'm. I could do that. But yeah, I'm already into it because I kind of like. Forget that I'm not smoking weed. Yeah. Because I was so used to it for so long, it would be like. I sort of think of it as like, that's what that's an in, that's kind of an innocent way to think about it. But when I'm trying to quit something, I think of those thoughts as those intrusive thoughts, the thing that I want to starve and then die inside of me, so that I no longer have the craving. The craving is the hunger, the the goblin in you that's hungry for this thing. If you starve it and let it die, that's what going cold turkey is, I guess. Just. Yeah. Starving your goblin and letting him die. Starve the goblin. Yeah. Kill the vampire. Yeah. That's what you did. You starved him out. And like, you just probably had you probably had a couple weeks of like, just like just shit. And then it mm -hmm. just got a little better every day. And you just went on that. You just rolled your snowball every day. You're like, I'm gonna stick with this feeling instead of that other feeling of yeah. material high high every time there was a little while there and i was i was really really grumpy and stuff like that and yeah at work, i, bet, I yeah. was like moody I, and i told people i was like i was like yo just don't uh, don't even bother talking to me for the next like month because yeah i gotta get this out of my system you're just gonna get a shitty fucking response from me yeah you're not gonna get anything good and that's normal man you 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 accepted that and you let that run its course yeah exactly you knew what was going on yeah you're smarter enough to get out of it some people aren't smart enough there was a couple people who were very supportive. They were like checking in on me and stuff. Whenever they see me, they were like, "How's it going mm -hmm. with the quitting and stuff like that?" Like, you know. That's dope, man. That's good. That's good. Did you watch a lot of YouTube videos about people who quit? I used to watch. No, I didn't. No. I used to, whenever I wanted to be inspired about uh, being sober, I would watch videos, even Tiger Belly, or, or just videos of people like just talking about their experiences with no longer smoking weed. Yeah. And just what they explain is is this clarity, and that's more of a high than I could ever imagine. Like, why would you chase this yeah. when you could just stop? And then this natural occurring doesn't cost any money, occurs in your own body. You know, endorphin rush can happen at these moments when you're sober. And I would have little, I would have little window peaks of these moments when I would stop for two or three days. I'd be like, oh, I feel so good right now. Oh my god, I feel so clear. This is amazing. Like, why do I feel so? just alive you know but when you're smoking weed you're sort of chasing that yeah that goodness endorphin rush feeling and it just becomes the deep deep gooey 
mess that you can't yourself get yourself out of and you're delusional and you're convinced that that's the that's the baseline of what everybody lives but it's not you're living a life that's goopy, just sticky, below, yeah. below what really is real. There was like a time leading up to it where I kind of just knew that I had to quit and there was definitely like, I heard things that were like talking about, you know, um, whenever I heard people talk about how like they're living like their full life and they're like happy and stuff like that, I always kind of knew that that wasn't going to be me if I was um, like addicted to weed and smoking as much as I was, and, um, for sure, absolutely, because when you're smoking weed, that's your activity, 24-7. There, there was a long time, and I was, um, yeah, where I didn't feel like, there was much to do, I, I kind of, like, I had memories of, like, who I was, and, like, Kind of like before the uh, before I was smoking, smoking and stuff like that, time. which was a long time ago. But I still remember like genuinely feeling happy. It was kind of like for me, it was anyway. It was like um, the world was a better place. Like the world put things together better yeah. for me. There was like, an innocence in your perspective. I was yeah. It's, I didn't seem to be you know, like a, a drag all the time. I seemed yeah. There was nothing like you know that I really like. That was really like sad or that I dwelled on you could just sit you could just sit and and cross your arms and be completely content Mm -hmm. like I I was more creative too I did uh, yeah I didn't do much sitting I did like those YouTube videos yeah but if you had to like I'm just saying if you had to like that would be you have a basis for sure and yeah like I'll come back to that in a second like um, but um, yeah beforehand I was like I was draw. I drew every day. I would like make movie scripts. I had a video camera and stuff like that. And I was I was making. Me too, man. Uh, I was making YouTube montages and like doing all that stuff and just being kind of like. Um, being I guess more artsy, more just more who I more who I think I am. You know what I mean? I was play- yeah. I was playing instruments. Like I had like a clarinet and I had like a little like saxophone and stuff like that. And I was kind of just and like, you had you just had focus and drive. Yeah, and I seemed I was, and I was good at it. And then I and then I stopped and it kind of felt like everything just kind of started dwindling away. Your priorities changed. And now it's like even if I just like clean my room or something like that, it's like I feel so much more like satisfied even like the simple like act of like having a clean room or like yeah um just going through the day and doing one or two like basic productive things yes um i get more i get like a lot of joy from it absolutely and, like, it clears your mind it feels like super fulfilling do your laundry to just do like one or two things and not have not having smoked at all during the day and just like have had like Done. Yeah, like two, and it feels like okay. Two basic things. I don't need to reward myself right now because I'm not. I, I'm. I'm more than that. I don't need a reward every time I do something. I can do something. Yeah. Take a breath. Do something else, and that's all I need. I don't need to have this reward all the time that gives me, you know, something. That's addict. That's what addiction is, man. You, you fell under it, and then you got out of it, and now you're able to view it from above. Yeah. Right. And that's a good view. You want that view. Yeah. You don't want to be. You don't want to be down looking up. You want to be up looking down. Yeah. No, I'm like. A, I'm definitely. I feel like I'm definitely ahead of. Uh, ahead of the 
hurt. I'm definitely ahead of it right now. Ahead of yeah, myself. man, you got a clear head. You're I seeing got, this. I got, I got past it, which I got past it, which is a good fucking feeling. Whenever I, whenever I like think of, whenever I like feel like down or like there's like a like a, sad, a single sad thought in my head, I just kind of like. I, I can pop that back in my head and be like, well... You can work it through. Well, at this point last year, I would be going through this shit, but also being um, tw- twice as depressed because I smoke pops and I don't, and I don't like doing it. it Ooh, that's a good point, man. It was never a thing that I... You're liked. doing it and you don't even want to do it. Yeah, that was the main thing is that like I knew You're I was addicted because I was compulsive with it. And it was like, every time I did it, I was like... Like I may, you might have not known this, and you probably didn't, because when we were smoking, I would always be like super, like I would really like um, give the weed like props. You know what I mean? I would talk really highly about smoking weed and stuff. No like that. man, I trust me. I I was in it with you. I I knew about. I knew everything. Yeah, and I I thought I was like the drug fucking kingpin. I was like, yo, I smoke all well, this weed. When you're with people, you want to be. It's you cool. Be as as. Um, as open as possible, you know, you don't want to be as, as, as positive as you can. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm depressed when I'm alone. That's why I'm most depressed. When I'm around people, I'm on. Yeah. I'm on, man. I'm there for you. I want you to have a good time. Like, I feel like I need to, I have responsibility or something to, to be my best self when I'm around people. I will never show anybody my, my dark wall punching side. Yeah, myself, but, you know? yeah, that's fair. That's hard, though. And that's just, that's just the way I am. But you also you you get things done when you're alone. Like you made that whole album and stuff like that. Yeah, like that's and that's that's out of that's, that's out of um, almost a, a desperation or something. Like it's real. Like I'm not gonna do it if it's not coming from a place that's that's real. That's more important than um, I think. That's more, I think for me, anyways. That's more important than. Um, not necessarily spending time with people. Spending time with people is also very important, but like working in strides. It is, but working on yourself and working on things that make you feel better yeah. um, is, I think, much more important and like it puts you in a better position. Like you had to work on that stuff alone to get it done, and then when you were done, then you can you can show it to people. Yeah. And while I'm doing it, I'm not thinking about, oh man, people are gonna love this. You know, while I'm doing it, I'm thinking in my no, head. In the, in the zone. Yeah. What? What? Am I, what do I want to say? What do here? I want to hear? Yeah. Yeah. What do I want to say, and what do I want to hear? Yeah. That's that's like, and that's another beauty of art, and why um, why it's so universally like loved is because like. When you hear something or when you see something like in your own ears or in your own eyes, if it looks good, then chances <laughs> are it's it's gonna look good to everybody else. Yeah. If you like when you hear There's a magic to having it happen and when you hear yourself it, but not mentioning it. When you hear yourself sing and it sounds good to you, that's how you know it sounds sounds good to everybody else. Unless you ha- unless you're tone deaf and have bad like a bad taste in like sound. Unless you have a really bad taste in sound, but for the most part, like if you, yeah, for the most part, people who are bad at singing know they're bad at singing. Yeah, and you they know, people who are good and they don't sing like to themselves. The, the people who the people who um, are bad at singing, they'll sing like at people and just kind of like not even really think about it. But the people who are good at singing, they they'll sing to themselves. Like mm-hmm. they can sit down and sing to themselves in a in a alone room and be like. Hmm, that sounds good, and it usually sounds pretty good. Yeah, 
I'll say this, man. Ever since I quit smoking cigarettes, my voice has been a, has been my singing voice in particular. Yeah, has been a lot easier. Yeah, you know, I can hit the note that's in my head. Yeah, exactly, a lot easier, and it's I think smoking, quitting smoking has had a lot to do with that. Even my uh, R- uh, Raleigh's roommate Nate, he told me that because um, like. I'm very comfortable there, and like we always like belt out so- in songs a lot. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, like we always belt out in like random shit. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's like, over time, man, you 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 either got better at singing or you quit, or the the this, the lack of cigarettes has made your voice a lot clearer. Yeah, for sure. Clearer. I used to have just a raspier voice and yeah. just just a a thick layer of tar. Where <clears throat> trying to <clears throat> just trying to get that. So bad. That's that's the thing. It's the popper shit. When you're smoking, it's like you're always smoking. So you're either gonna be like in in with like a cigarette or like coming out of it with a cigarette. You know what I mean? You're never really yourself because your body's always trying to like metabolize things. These chemicals coming in. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And, fl- and that's a big, a potent, big flood of chemicals coming in too. Yeah, it just makes your voice dry and stuff. It's uh, a lot of people. Some people can pull it off. Well, we we have we have bronchitis in our in our DNA singers. now, man. Like it's <laughs> yeah. it's in us. Like bronchitis doesn't leave. It it comes and goes, but it's in us now. Like we have the we have the the presupposition for for bronchitis. I have, like, I don't like, think uh, I've I don't think I've had it since I stopped smoking weed. I guess you're right. I guess you're right there, but. Yeah, you're right. I haven't had bronchitis in a long time since cigarettes, but cigarettes, man, it causes this, this, you know, we've had it, man, this like two week long binge of just coughing, coughing, phlegm, 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 phlegm. I remember being on the bus going back from Bedford to you guys, from your guys' house, and I had this just, it was brewing, man, it was brewing in me, and I was like, I can't cough, I can't spit, because once I cough, I'm going to have to spit. So So I'm just letting this shit just build, and I'm feeling it grow, grow, grow. As soon as I got off the bus... Deep breath, like right? For like the deeper the breath, minutes. the more you're gonna get out, right? Yeah. <gasps> just, just like a liter of just everything, and people are like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, this guy. This guy puked. Come on. Just coughing for like 15 minutes. I got a couple stories actually. Um, yeah. I gotta tell them right now. Yeah. Um, so my, you know, my rat situation. I, I mentioned this on the on the first podcast. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that actually. Um, is the towel holding so up? Or the they... towel's holding up, but I'm pretty sure they, they they're it, yeah. they're trying to find. I'm hearing them trying to find a new way. Yeah, they'll eventually just eat right through that towel. And I'm fucking hearing it, man. Well, what I'm hearing is, last night, about three or four times in the middle of the night, the sound. I'm pretty sure it was coming from the bathroom because I can hear like it's my ears, right? I know where things are coming from. It's coming from the bathroom, from the ceiling, and it's definitely not the leak in the ceiling because it sounds like oh, an animal biting through metal and plastic, like, <laughs> and it sounds yeah, it sounds like a real animal. So I'm up. It's possible if they're on your floor and they're probably on the floor above you too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm up on the edge of the bed. I'm like really really trying to listen and i've got some like quarters i got like some dimes and nickels yeah and i just uh i'm just hearing it and i just go i just just start just go just start start chucking them in fucking and usually they stop and they're like fuck and they stop for about five or six minutes and then i start falling asleep again and then they go i'm like oh god damn yeah it's fucked man and I don't know what to tell my landlords because they'll probably go, yep, can't do anything about it. Fucking mice. 
<laughs> and I'll yeah, go. Yeah, you got mice. This place is not worth the amount of rent that I'm paying. Then, obviously, if I have to suffer through this, yeah, I got a dishwasher that's filled with old, dirty water, <laughs> yeah. smelling at my place too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Did Did you not even ask them to come fix your dishwasher yet? I did. I asked them to come fix my shower knob because that was loose. It was like, uh, it was just like limp. The shower knob was limp, yeah. and if I had to turn it on, I have to push it in and go up, and even then, the temperature's wrong. And I would have to, maybe five or six times, and then it's like, five so, or six times, and then I'm just there, just fucking naked, just like trying to fucking get shower, this no. temperature right. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this thing? Yeah. Every time. It just goes over, around and around and around and around, and I'm like, which way is, is, is it gonna go? Push it in, turn it, it's supposed to be cold, it's blazing hot. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I. Uh, it's like a twister shower. He came in, and his purpose it. was to fix it. Right foot on hot water, left foot on yeah. cold water. His purpose, first was, purpose was to come in and hand, fix it. Ice cold. He, he tightens the screws a little bit, and he goes, "All right, it's fixed." I go, "Thank you." And uh, what about the dishwasher? How do I get that to work? Because I turn it on, and it goes, and uh, it has water in it. And it's, I told him all this, and he goes, "Yeah, you just have to press the setting and then push it in." He's like, "It's a common problem." And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, I'm trying this shit. And then I'm like, he didn't tell me shit. I take a shower. He didn't fix shit. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Really? He didn't do anything. Him, he's, just, just, he's that short fucker. Just get him up again. I want to get him up here and just like be by right over his shoulder and go like, you done yet? You no, fixed it? don't do that. But... No, no, that's over good. But I do want to like make sure that this gets done because it's, I'm paying more than a lot of people for, yeah. for, for a bachelor apartment. Well, it's cheap for a bachelor apartment, but people my age don't usually have a bachelor apartment. This is just for my convenience. Yeah. But it's been it's been pretty affordable so far, you know. Student loan and then CRB. <laughs> it's been fine. It's a nice place other than that stuff, man. If you just get that other stuff than that fixed, stuff, you'll be fine. Exactly. And I, I wash my dishes and I'm, I'm keeping it fine. Yeah. It works. Yeah. I can live with no dishwasher. I can live with patching up a leak. I can live with figuring out some temperatures, but I can't live with uh, rats. You know. Yeah. No matter how clean I keep everything, I can make everything spotless. I, I can still just hear them, and now I'm hearing them trying to like make holes in the walls so they can get through here and, and get whatever. There's nothing. I'm trying to make nothing for them to smell or get. But yeah, it's disturbing. It's hard to sleep. I see them just like gathering around. I'm like, you're doing this to fuck me. You're doing this to just fuck with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. People have genetic uh, fear of rats. Oh, I definitely do. Oh, man. They're Snakes, really... rats. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a genetic fear. Rightly so. Yeah. Because rats carry disease. They're fucking rodents. Snakes. Poisonous. Bite you. There's there's a reason why we jump when we see a snake. There's a reason why we fucking have this disgust when we see a, a little rat. Like same with the mouse man. Around. Makes you fucking jump out of your seat. Oh, fucking sterilizes you. Oh, Jesus Christ. And and there's no real real reason for us to be scared of them because they're so small. It's like they could never really hurt us. No. But and they're totally we're like scared of us. We're like little pussy giants that like. <gasps> <laughs> you know, like when you see an ele elephants get scared of mice. Yeah. Have you seen an elephant just go like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like you're an elephant. <laughs> yeah. 
This thing is nothing. It's an ant. It's the same thing. It's like a mouse is not going to ever hurt you. It's... Imagine seeing an ant and just be like, wow. You know what it is? They're just disturbing little creatures. They live on. They live on their own plane of existence. Of like, they just live to hide and fucking exactly sneak around. And this whole disgust comes from our innate response, like our defense response. Yeah. But objectively, they're. You know, they're just trying to be rats. They're rats being rats. They yeah. can't not be rats. They can't go, oops, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, being your way, sir. Do you have any crumbs I could... Sorry, I didn't mean to eat your crumbs. Sorry, sir, do you have any potato crumbs I can yeah. have? Potato chips? Yeah. Yeah, they, they just do their own thing, though, and they don't go... Yeah, it kind of fucks with you. They're scared of me. Oh, they're, they're terrified. Of they're terrified. All I have to do is, like... Move or just make a sound, and they're like they're off. That's why they're sneaking they're around. Scary, yeah. But they got balls, man, for hanging around here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's part of their life. They have to. They have to take risks. They're probably always just in constant fear. But like I said in the first podcast, man, they they know what a mouse trap is. They know yeah. what this contraption is. They know that humans have made this to to hurt them. Yeah. When they see it, they know it, and it's weird. Yeah. Because the only other animal that has that kind of memory it, are crows. Crows have a, a facial memory. Crows have long-term memory. Elephants have long-term memory. Rats, for some reason, have similar brains to humans. That's why we test chemicals on them. That's why we test drugs on them. Mm-hmm. They're similar to us, man. They, they're genetically similar. Yeah. Relations. I have a weird story about most mice, too. It's like... This didn't start happening until... Um, Till basically, <laughs> you started talking about it. Oh yeah. And I noticed that we have just a couple of mice in our house too. And um, uh, there was one in my room, and I keep my room like clean. So I was like, When was it? Where? Which house is this? The the new house. Oh, this house. Yeah. And, Damn, and you got mice in your house. Yeah, it's bad. I'm. I think. I'm. I'm thinking about moving out. Oh. And shit. At a certain point. Got a really really nice apartment in the waterfront. Yeah. Bachelor. Yeah, I got, Just a lot, it, I got a lot of stuff, so it's like... You a, can afford it, you can find a way. I got a lot of stuff, I got a... It's about priorities, man. Like, yeah. Live right. Yeah. Oh, I, I tried to do here. I, I will eventually. I just uh, feel bad about leaving the other two guys. I don't... I, I like them. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, it sounds like one of them isn't paying... I don't know if he figured it out yet. I still haven't even talked to him. The landlord come, came over the other day, and I was just up in my room, and I just didn't bother coming to... <gasps> Coming down, the same thing. I just want him to deal with it. Cause she was texting me for like a couple of weeks. She was like, "Get Cameron to get Cameron to pay. Get Cameron to gather his money and stuff like that." Like has can and she was like, "Has Cameron?" I mean, get Cameron. Why don't you message him and like? Yeah, exactly. Get a hold she was like, yourself. she was like, "Has Cameron got his money yet?" And I was and I was just like, "Ask Cameron if he's got his money yet." She was doing that for like a, a couple months, and like for the first couple months it was okay. Like I was, I would just go down and ask Cameron and be like, "Yo, man, you got your money or whatever." Like the landlord's coming by like in a couple days, but like. And he's like, no. Yeah, but like the last couple of times, I was just like, man, honestly, like I'm really, I don't really want to bug Cameron about this. Like, I don't really want it to be my responsibility to gather the money for people. So no, you shouldn't. Like, they should go after him instead yeah. of going after everybody else. So I still have no Does idea. Does he not have a phone or something? No, he doesn't have a phone. Oh, so he's so he doesn't. He's oh yeah. okay. Yeah, I think that. And he literally has no money. Yeah. Is he not getting CRB? Is he... No, he can't get CRB. So either. he's fucked. He's just chilling. Yeah, he's just kind of fucked. fucked. Yeah. He's he's looking for sympathy. 
Uh, no, no, he doesn't really look for sympathy. I, I don't really see him. He well, that's his only hope. Kind of stays. His in only hope is guys. Can you can you cut me some slack? Like, yeah, look at my sure. situation here. For sure. And I don't mind the guy, honestly. Like so. But what does he expect people, other people to pay pay his share? No, definitely not. He's not like that. He's not that kind of guy. He just um, he just pr- pretty much probably expects us to not leave on him because if, if we did, I'm guessing he would. He definitely wouldn't be able to live there, so he would have to definitely find a new spot. And I don't know if he can afford it right now. I don't know where, yeah. where he's at, so he's probably just like. But I mean, about dude, that. it's like what at, you said. At the same when time, I, yeah, no. When I, I talk about Corey, you. I was gonna say at the same time, I I don't care. Like it's yeah, like when it's I, hard, man. But like these you said, past couple nights, like I've heard the mice, and I'm just like, yeah, now I'm really starting to, it, to it, think about moving. It's out. all up to you. Like you're the king of your own self. Oh, I know, and I can, there's a lot of, like, different places I could find, yeah. my, my, um, yeah, like, I don't know, I, I have options, I'm not really too It's like when I expressed so much concern for Corey, you were like, yeah, it's hard, man, but you just, sometimes you just gotta He's gonna do it. drop them off at, at their destination, oh, yeah. and drive, and drive off, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly, it hasn't really got to that point yet, though, because I'm, I don't, I don't mind the guys, and I like Jason. And we've just been kind of in I'm sure they'll figure it out, you know, when, when you make your own decision for yourself. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Rats suck, man. I, I, I long to live in a place where they, they just don't exist. I also just don't want to do all the hassle moving right now and looking into a spot, but I might have to here soon. Yeah. <clears throat> it's always been easy for me because I never really had much possessions. But yeah. since I lived here, I started gathering things, you know, and... I got a nice setup. Other than that, like it's like my, my I, I have the whole upstairs pretty much, mm-hmm. and it's clean up there. Like I have there's like a, a spare room, right next to my bedroom. Yeah. In the spare room, we got the ping pong table in there. It's just like a totally empty room. It's like just like a totally empty room, and it's basically just big enough for a ping pong table. And it's and that's all we have in it. It's just a ping pong table, some windows. Yeah. It's nice. It's hard as you get older. When my, I, when my I used room's to right next to it, and my room's the biggest room in the house. And I got um, all my shit up there. It's nice. I got, like, my projector, like, fucking mounted perfectly and stuff. And I got my computer on one side of the wall. My PlayStation VR on the other side of the wall. I got, like, my guitars and stuff lying in one wall. And fucking got my piano all set up kind of nicely. Got a studio. It's, all, it's, it's nice up there. I'd like to and come over and see, like, bathroom. all the shit that you got. Yeah, around. for and sure. We can make some music. But, uh, yeah, definitely, for sure. But, um... There was a mouse in my room the other day, and I was like, what the fuck is this mouse doing here? There's nothing just like, running around. to eat. Yeah, and I kind of heard it, and I was like, that's not... I was like, that's... I was like, kind of like... You're in bed. I was like, in disbelief, and I was like, l- watching YouTube videos or something just on my computer. Okay. And I just kind of heard it coming from the back, and I was like, I was like, kind of just in disbelief that it was a mouse. I was like... Yeah, that's the first reaction. I was like, no, there's that's no the way first step. a mouse. That's the first step to recovery. Yeah, and then um, I kind of just heard, like... Um, like yeah, like scurrying and shit like that, and I was like, "What the fuck? There's a mouse." So I like I, what I did to get him out is I put like, a bunch of like, put like some sheets on my ground on my floor and like some towels and stuff like that, and I made like a fucking pathway, and I like opened my door up like right wide, and I made a pathway like with sheets and and like fucking clothes and okay, towels. Okay, that's pretty smart. Like out out to my doorway, and then I like kind of like pinned him so that he was like only had that one little runway to go like I just made like a fucking I like I like split the like red sea for the fucking guy and like fucking made like a pathway for him to just run out and I just fucking he was like behind like a fucking he's behind my dresser where my playstation is yeah and I just fucking like 
kind of moved it, and he just fucking just bolted out for the fucking door. Went out there. Yeah, and I kind of whipped him with a towel. I was like... Yeah, give him the ass whip. I fucking whipped him with a towel. Like, I was like, like I fucking, like, I don't know how I did it. I was like, man, I'm fast. Like, after I adrenaline, did it, man. After I did that's it, I was did like, that's fucking, like, good shit. I whipped him that with a towel. That fucking scared adrenaline. And he fucking flew out, out of my room and just fucking across the stairway and just splat <clears> on the wall. I, don't, I didn't kill him, though, I don't think, because... I have fantasies I of probably got a busted leg or something. I have fantasies of the of the mice of this mouse being snapped by a, a trap, yeah. a mouse trap that I set, and I sweep him up with the sweep, and I just throw him out the balcony. Just fucking whip him somewhere. Yeah, just like give him a good go, but like yeah. he's gone, man. And then I and then I'm just like, who's next? <laughs> I'm gonna get some of those like sticky traps because I'm just gonna. They yeah, know what those are, man. They know what they are. They have. They they all communicate, and they know every. Yeah, but thing. if you place it where like they have to go, like in a route that they have to like take. They lift it up and then go under it. Right. I have, uh, I have, um, Just you know, the lint to, rollers. To the ground. I put a lint roller up, sticky side up, basically like a, a sticky trap, and they. He took his nose and basically like lifted it up so it was a crease and he just went right through it and it's it's there like you can see it. it nah, he might have just walked across it because the lint rollers is not. It's sticky, dude. That's just real sticky. It's not that a little sticky. tiny mouse this big, he'll get no, stuck on that. No, not that sticky. They'll fucking crawl off that. I think. Yeah. Well, I would see it just all crinkled up. If you use like, if you use like, they'd probably just scurried across it. Nah, it's too. That's too sticky, man. No, it's not. It's, it's not. real sticky. The shit that they use like. For the actual mouse, yeah, that shit's industrial like fucking sticky ones. Like just those like things, glue. like if you touch it, your finger will get like stuck to it. Yeah, and, like kind of peel. It yeah, off. it's like a jawbreaker for for your for your skin. It's just, <laughs> those things are sticky. Like, and if you put it in an area that it has to go over, it'll fucking get stuck. In when it. I lived on North Street, we had one of those. We had rats, and my roommate set one of those up. And for two days, I heard. And yeah. I was like, "Where the fuck is that coming from?" Oh, yeah. And I went, "Oh yeah." I look under the the. You know, the cupboards? Yeah. There he is. Yeah. I fucking take him and just chuck him. Yeah, like, I've done... I've probably thrown out, I think, like, two or three mice out of out of work before. Like, they're... Most of the time, like, they'll be, like, stuck on the trap. And I'll, I'll find it after, like, three or four days. And it'll just be, like, a mouse. And he's kind of, like, half stuck on it. And one of his arms is, like... <gasps> fucking just attached. Oh fuck! The dude, rest of his body is just kind of fucking split. Shiver. Yeah, he just like oh oh fuck, dude. Because he just splits his body in half trying to get it. Because they're so oh, crazy. Oh stop, stop, stop! There'll be stop, a stop, tail stuck on there, and the rest of them will be off of it. I'm gonna puke. I'm gonna yeah, and I've thrown out a, probably two or three of them with like mice, just like fucking. Dude, you just activated pure phobia in my body. Like my body just became purely defensive. But that's why I know they work because I've seen that work like two or three times, and they work well. There was one time at work and the fucking, there was a mouse and it was just like a couple of us at the end of the shift and um, Shanna, she's like one of the supervisors at work, she like comes like running out of the office and she had like a, she had like a, she was freaking out and she had like a box, it was a box of all the new shirts for like the servers, there was like a bunch of like new like work shirts, Mm -hmm. these like teal ugly like blue work shirts that nobody liked, but um, she was like, she was like, freaking out because I guess there was like a mouse in the box of work shirts and oh he like God, scurried man. through all the girls like new work shirts and um she was just freaking out so like I fucking like went and kind of just like emptied it emptied it out and like 
Whenever I find a mice or something, I try to freak the girls out. Like I'll be like, "Yo, come oh wow, like, you're a fucking I'll be like, savior, yo, man. check this out," and wow, I'll like dude, fucking kick it across the floor great. or something like that, and just like dead mouse just like slides. Oh, that's the floor. great, dude. And I'll be like, ah, <laughs> yeah, you think? Oh my god, dude. <laughs> but yeah, like um, nice. <laughs> this is how I flirt with girls. <laughs> no, I don't want to see time, my dead animal. Like I mean, you know, if I get it, yeah, I've done it. If it comes to it, what, what just happened? Okay, it's still going. Um, yeah, no, no. Um, no, that's not... I flirt with girls differently than that. That's not how I flirt Oh, I know, with I that's know. That's how I Sometimes girls, you just but... gotta go, hey! <laughs> <laughs> I got a story, I got a story. All right, so... Yeah. Um, one, one sec, one All sec. right, yeah, I finish yours. It was like, in, there, was like a, there was like a mouse like in, in the box, and I just kind of like started taking all the shirts out of the box, and then he was like in the box, and I just kind of like ran him down the stairs and threw him out on the street, pretty much. Yeah. I think, or maybe I threw him in the dumpster or something. What do you do with him? I think him, I threw him in the green bin, what actually. What do you do? You just got to put him in the garbage. I put him in the green bin, yeah. An outside garbage. Yeah, because they'll just come on right on the fuck back. They'll come back to life. Yeah. The ghost, rat ghost. I mean, they, they found their way in. The ghosts point, of the rats so they'll, are in They'll find kitchen. their way in again. Here we can, uh, we'll come back to your story after this. All right, stick around for part two. Thank you. No need to piss in your cornflake today, buddy. We're back. Wasn't too long. For you, it was zero seconds. But for us, it, it a, may have been a lifetime. It was about a minute, probably a minute or two. I just had to re, uh, restart the recording. It's funnier if it's a lifetime. Yeah, now. it's funnier if it's a lifetime. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Sometimes a minute can be a lifetime. That intro is more... Uh, I guess if you're really tripping balls, then yes, for sure. But yeah, that intro is more is yeah. more John Codeine for you. We're just that was Moon Goddess by John Codeine from his album you. Sedona. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. You had a story you were gonna you were gonna tell. Ah uh, yes, this is uh, continuing on the rat situation. On the rat problem. So I uh, moved around a lot when I was a kid. My parents would get bored of the house they lived in. We would, they would start building another house somewhere else. Yeah. And we would live in these rental houses while the other house was being built. So we would sell the house we lived in, live in a rental house while the other house was being built, and then move in there. That was their right. process. That's and we did that a couple times. For why you're so used to just jumping around. Yeah, definitely. Um, you don't have a real home. I don't have a real home, man. You're a free bird. I'm a free bird, man. You're a free agent. That's why I'm so... That's why I easily and just so easily will just like leave someplace, like leave the city and yeah. just go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so we were in this in the Tantal, you know Tantal Woods. It's actually by Five Bridges. Tantal Woods, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, near like what's what's the um, street called? Right by like, Jay Slocum and it's like Duck Street. Jay Slocum. There's, like there's like a duck there. Joshua Slocum, yeah. Um, is that Tantal Woods the one with the dick? There's a duck on the picture. <sighs> I think so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a wooden sign, and there's a little duck. It says Tantalon Woods in, yeah, in wooden okay. letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really nice little neighborhood. Yeah. So we had a, like a, a, a sort of a big house, really high roof rental house, and 
Okay. The family that it's a nice area actually. The family was on vacation, but they had all their clothes, and there was like this like. There's a couple of big houses back there. Yeah, if man. You, if you go back there, there's a couple. It, big was, ones. it was awesome. Yeah. It was really awkward too because I'd have to. It would be like this new situation where you have to now have to wait for the bus, for school in a new area. Yeah. And like there's people waiting at that bus stop, and it's like they're like, "What the fuck? Who the fuck are you?" And you're like, "I'm the new guy." Yeah, I'm the new guy. Like you get on the bus, and everybody's like used to it's kind of cool though. everybody's using the same thing every day and then all of a sudden you're here and you're being put on the spot every fucking day yeah but you're still at the same school though so it's same school so yeah it's, yeah, it's all cool. good yeah yeah i still had a lot of nervousness though i, I definitely remember katie perry's uh, i kissed a girl would, would play every morning on the bus ride and i would just it was very awkward every morning just like this it, the bus was packed i'm used to just like yeah maybe five or six people on a bus because that's where i okay like in st margaret's bay like yeah. getting to school would just be like yeah. No worries. This is a full packed bus stop. That bus that would go through Bootloose Point all the way through, like pick up every everybody, like every yeah. every straggler they would pick up. See, I would have I would have thrived under that condition. It would have been like here's a whole new like. But what are you gonna do? It's a, a silent. It's a, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Here's a whole new bus full of people that I can like fuck with. <laughs> it was a silent bus, man. Like everybody was just quiet oh, really? on this bus. Yeah, it was just a really awkward like. Let's get to school. Kind of deal, you know, Jed. I would have definitely. I would wait with Jed to get the bus. Thing. Okay. Um, and he would smoke cigarettes, and my sister would be there too. And I'd be like, Jed, can you not smoke cigarettes around my sister? And I'm like, yeah. I can't be friends with you because my sister's telling my mom that I'm 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 talking to you, and you're sitting here like smoking cigarettes and spitting out <laughs> black shit like in front yeah. of me. She's like, Sam's weird. hanging out with a smoker. Yeah, and she guy. said that on dinner time. Like Sam hangs out with the guy that waits in the. Bus stop it for uh, cigarettes. He smokes five cigarettes every minute. She just set you up. Yeah, I was like, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, okay, so the story is um, in Tantalan Woods in the house, we were uh, kind of exploring because they had, like, um, by, the, by the fireplace, there was, like, this container and there's a bunch of pipes. And I didn't smoke weed at the time. Mm-hmm. But if I did, I would have been like, oh my God, look at all these pipes. They're like tobacco pipes, but they were, like, really vintage old, like, just a container full of them. I was too young to even, like, know anything about that or even, like... But there was, like, old children's clothes, toys, stuff that we just kind of let be and just we lived there while they let us live there. So in this attic area, we kind of looked up. There's about 20 mouse traps with dead mice in them. Oh, Jesus. And we look up and we go, okay, and just like, <laughs> to dip our heads right back down again. We tell Dad, That's we tell like our Dad, he looks up there and he goes, okay. And he goes, don't tell your mother. Because if she knows, she's going to flip her shit and, and, and we're going to fucking, it's going to be so hard. It's going to put so much more stress on our situation. She's going to make us move. And she goes, it, she goes he says, it's better to it's be better to just not tell her. Don't tell her you saw that. Oh, so we can just keep living here. You guys you guys are okay with living here with a few dead mice in the attic? All right, cool. It's it's three he more d- weeks. He okay. Didn't, he didn't want to get fucking Three more weeks. And my mom's such a, my mom's such a crazy person that she'd be like i can't live here with fucking i can't live here with peter i can't do it yeah. we'd live in a hotel or something and it would cost us another like thousand dollars oh god yeah your your father was probably like he's probably right and my he, he he's well he probably bought the house and was probably like you know it's a nice house and she was probably like i don't know peter i don't know what to think about this and then yeah. they were, he just kind of went through with it and then he found out there was mice it was a rental he was house like oh fuck we definitely it's just kind of a vacation house she was well another thing that we house. found was in one of the closets there was a hole in the um 
in the wall and there was just a bunch of shelves and we thought that this was a, a drug house. We googled it. It was. It was a busted drug house in the past. Wild. Uh, people used to live in that house and, and store drugs on the walls and stuff and it what? got it got raided. And we look in the walls oh, and stuff and like in the closets and the walls you see these like big holes and you can like reach in and you can like feel like shelves and shit. It's crazy. It was actually like a legit it was a legit drug stash house and like a I don't know they probably just sold a bunch of weed and just kept it in the walls it sounds like serious like something from the fucking well mob at, when we were shit. young and shit it was serious but now I think about it it was probably just a, just a house that they sold drugs in but they also stashed it in the walls I wonder if it was like an actual like like, a, like a meth lab part, part of the mafia or some shit like that Wood. Like the most a, unsuspecting place. Yeah, just like one of the outskirts of like Nova Scotia. I mean, there are there's places everywhere that they have to uh, yeah. get to. So when we lived in that rental house, I li- I shared a room with my sister. Yeah. And those were the best times of my life, man. We would have so much fun just like staying up till late. Just like it was like when me and you would be on shrooms and just laughing our asses off at nothing. Like we would just like. <laughs> we just like make these funny faces and noise over like take like we'd have little like digital cameras and like make videos of ourselves like doing like weird ugly weird shit yeah and I'd be like delete that delete that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was good times good um like coming of age times I remember yeah I mean like wet dreams for the first time in that house Jeez. I remember reading Catcher in the Rye about cover to cover for the first time okay and cool. the cover wasn't even on it I didn't know what the book was I just like opened it up read the first page then read the second page. Then yeah. read the third page, then I'm locked in, and then just like two days later I'm done, and then I would like, the book is really really sentimental. It's about a kid who goes like mentally crazy, and like is really annoyed by people around him. Yeah. In the forties or fifties or something in New York, but it's it's really interesting and emotional story. And I remember like it was around Christmas time, and you know when it's Christmas time and Christmas Eve and there's snow. But there's no snow coming down, or there may be snow coming down, but it's just, just very, gl- just gliding down. There's no real wind. There's no gusts of wind. There's no violence. It's just a calm, snowy night on Christmas Eve. I remember taking a walk. The street lights are beaming down, and you can see the illumination. The illumination is, and you can see the spotlight where the the the, the snow is, and yeah. all that just kind of just it just it just it's a nice night. Yeah, it just accumulated in me, and it just created this moment that made me think I am gonna remember this forever. Like whatever this oh, wow. is, I'm gonna remember it. It may not be this moment, but it will be the memory of this moment wow. that I remember. That's wild. Yeah. I don't think I um, took anything in that deeply as a kid. Maybe there was definitely. A, couple times but nothing that I can actually like say that um, I remember this night or whatever yeah I mean I had a lot of fun fucking nights so probably just all boiled together well I had a lot of time alone too growing up yeah a lot of time alone my parents would never really let me go out anywhere or always be kind of like it would always be a deal like an ordeal if I was if I was to go somewhere oh yeah that sucks for a long time so yeah I'd always just avoid that. I kind of just liked hanging out at home. I made a lot of videos. I'd steal my parents, uh, or just borrow my parents' like digital camera that I would take yeah. like videos. I'd make music videos. I'd make funny videos. I'd make uh, yeah. Some like, and I would get really embarrassed and delete them. But I like today, I still try to try to find them sometimes. You know. Yeah. I think I can. There's one. There's a couple of them on Flickr that I made. Show me after the podcast. Cause I'll show you after the podcast. Yeah, because it's uh, it's visual. 
um, I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, for me, I, I spent a lot of time with friends and stuff like that. Didn't spend too much time alone. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I spent, like, when I first started, like, um, going to school and, like, elementary, I think, every morning I went uh, to Kirk's house before school. Dale? Yeah, I would go uh, to Kirk's house and his, um, He's legit, dude. Now, and I'd wait. Uh, I wait for the bus. Like at his at his house. Like I would go up. Probably like. This is like my earliest memories of like elementary school, like grade like primary one, two, and stuff like that. Yeah. This is like when I first moved to uh, Westwood when I was four years old. Like, um, uh, Kirk and his mom came up to our our house. Yeah. And, like introduced themselves to me, and this was like my first friend in elementary school. And um, and then like I would go up to Kirk's house like probably a half hour an hour before before school every morning and I would just kind of sp- hang out at Kirk's house and um, I forget if Kirk's mom drove us in or if we just took the bus or something like that from Kirk's house but I would spend the first half hour there so that's like I really got to know him well yeah and became good friends and um, and then. Um, and then I had Matt, Matt as my next door neighbor, so like we would hang, we would hang out like every fucking day and like fucking just go play basketball or like whatever. And I was and I was just always trying to get out of the house. Like I would, there wasn't like, there wasn't like a week that I would spend like. Yeah. So you had very extra, extroverted tendencies. Oh, for sure. I I, I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't stay home. Like there were, and like in between that there was also like just other. People that I was friends with, um, Mark and Isaac, like when I was younger, and then like when I got you older. Hang with when I got older, Misha, I hung out with Misha a lot, and like Nick Harling and fucking mm-hmm. um, Jack and Ryan Locke, Jack Frott and Ryan Locke. Yeah. Misha was a good friend of mine too, yeah. And uh, all the those dude guys that did the longboarding videos with you? Uh, Marcus. Marcus, yeah. Adam. I knew him. Brian. I don't know him, but. He used to play uh, slam basketball, and I played a few games with him. Yeah, yeah, and um, just all those guys, and like so, I would always, I would always be out. Hung out with, I used to hang out with Jimmy a couple times. Like I've been to his house a bunch because mm-hmm. like if, I used to go all the time. If no one was hanging out, like I would, I would like just hit up someone random and fucking go Hell over yeah. there. Me and, too. Like, it's just always. always you ever go to uh, Jimmy's? Uh, like parties, like campfire parties or basement no, I parties. No, I've been to like a basement party, but I don't think I ever went to a campfire. I was party. there once with uh, Straw. Yeah. And like Logan Jeffries yeah. and Peter Gordon. Yeah. And just drinking like Keith Red or something. Yeah, that's something. cool. So young, but yeah. like so, just having a great, having a blast, and being like, oh, these guys are cool. As well. Logan Googs. Yeah, Googs. Yeah. yeah. I was never really in with the crowds, man, but they it was always like, you know. I feel I feel like I was always a staple in my in my in my years in school. I kind of just everybody knew me, but nobody a very select few people knew me. Yeah, same kind of here. I was kinda, I kind of just floated around and yeah. hung out with basically everybody. Yeah, same. Yeah, I did it too in your way, but in a more of a timid way. <laughs> I yeah. think. No, I was not timid. Like there was definitely like a couple of groups that like revolved around our us being fucking rowdy Confident. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a that's a trait that people respect, you know, and yeah. some. That, in society, you, you need people like you, and you need people like me. Yeah. We come from different personality backgrounds, so. 
Yeah. Uh, I would, I was that's what makes conversations interesting. Reckless. High school was a fun time for me. I was always doing something. It was definitely reckless for me, but more more so in, inside of my my brain. On the outside, it just looked like I was failing my classes and, and yeah. getting into weed. <laughs> yeah. But in my brain, I was just like, it, it was a go time, man. It was a fucking yes, go it, time. <laughs> I, was, I remember just like getting so high and just like collapse. Remember the big rock in the woods in, in Sir John A? When you enter the woods, there's a big rock. Kind of near the... Uh, the, the um... You walk down the trail and there's just like this big rock. And if you keep going, there's like the... the... Where they set up the camp? Um, if you go deeper, it's like those guys, those stayed at the camp. There's like the, the bootleggers point, like the dangerous guys went in the back and like yeah. the innocent guys came, like smoked in the front yeah. at the rock. I remember I had, I, I got so fucking high once and I just like collapsed on this rock and I was laughing and I just remember thinking like, I, I'm so full of joy right now and yeah. it's recess. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go back to class. Yeah. I remember like feeling the psychedelia and like the mind shifting oh, yeah. of like looking at my teacher and like I'm staring at my teacher but my brain is like seeing her in all these different frames yeah. in my mind and I'm like oh shit man I, sh- I can't be here right now <laughs> like, I spent I'm a lot class. of time like that there was a lot of like, I'm in class right now. there was like most of my days that I spent were just like me trying to sober sober up for classes oh dude just like being really high and like going like into the into the washroom like um Going into the washroom on my break and just yeah, like, like fucking some, splashing yeah, water yeah, on my yeah. face and putting eye drops in and just like yeah, slap your face trying to there. slap my face and like fucking maybe go for a do a couple laps or yeah. do a couple laps Deep around breaths. the school and fucking get someone to throw a football See, at my head and I, I fucking I wasn't started, so like, scared of going into class. So I started sobering up a little bit. I would usually get away with that. My thing I would, was I always went in high, but I always was so like worried about it. My thing was coming home after school high. Yeah, I would. So I lived by I lived in Stillwater Lake and there's a Stillwater Lake Park, yeah. the gazebo, and my my place was uh, my house was right, pretty much next to that. Yeah. And I would get the bus one stop before where I usually get, and I would hang out there for an hour or two and just be stoned out of my gullet, yeah. just like sitting there like I gotta sober up, man. This is yeah. fucked up. And I would just sit there and I would just get like let, let the wind go through me, let the smell just get yeah. off me. And then walk in and Which then like, face my works. parents and yeah. every time it would be like, be like you're high. <laughs> yeah, every time. They would just be like, again? High. They would be like, what? Yeah, again? Yeah, yeah. Again? I'd be like, oh God, I gotta try harder next time. <laughs> and then we're gonna end. Yeah, that's same with me. I, I would, um, that's why, like I, like, I would always go home and my mom would always be home like first before I would and she would, and I would either like, run up into like run up to my room and like avoid contact and mm-hmm. just like run into my room and like close the door and like start watching TV for an hour and hope that she just doesn't come yeah. in cuz she just See knows. when you're high or I'd stay out <laughs> and I would like stay with my friends yeah, yeah that's, exactly. that's where a lot of that hang- until until they're asleep that's where a lot of that hanging out came from cuz I would just they'd just be like you stalling. coming home tonight and I'd be like a lot of it would be stalling no I'm not coming home I'm going to my buddy's house and I would just stay out yeah. until like 10:30 11 and come home. See, when you're high... Still still ranking because I just smoked the entire time. Exactly. When you're high, you don't have a sense of like what you would do, like what's the normal thing to do. So you always overreact for some reason and yeah. that overreaction is what gets you caught. Yeah. You're like, oh... And your parents are like, you're high, aren't you? And you're like, how'd you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because so I true. spent seven minutes trying to unwrap a saran wrap sandwich. <laughs> just it was so loud for seven minutes. Yeah, it's true. Like if I... Um... I think I tried to switch it up a couple times, like because I kind of realized that I was like, if I go home and like just run past my parents, that was, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> just, gonna look more obvious. It's gonna than look more why. obvious than if I come and in and hey. be, hey, how's it going, guys? Like, 
yeah. what's up, and then go to my it's room. It's hard to act sober, man, when you're totally not. And I, I would start doing, I would start doing that and being like, "Hey, what's up, guys? Like, how's it going?" But my dad, he just always fucking knew because he smokes weed as well. Mm-hmm. So he knew he would, he would just be oh, like, yeah. "You're, he, you're stoned." He'd be like, "You're stoned," yeah. and he was such a hypocrite because he. Um, smoked weed, but he like hated that I smoked weed. He was like so against it, and I don't know if it's because my mom didn't smoke weed at all or something. Well, he didn't want you to make the same mistakes if, that he did, or if he yeah, or if he just didn't want me to do it at my age because I was like a young and that's totally understandable. He probably like, regrets the fact that he started smoking weed too, so he didn't want you to get into it. Probably because it got me into it a couple times. There was like there was a couple times where it literally. Um, continued my smoking because like there would be really I, I would try to stay like constantly high like always I would always like spend my money on weed like basically and I was always just trying to um <laughs> yeah me too. I would always spend my money on weed and like good old days right most days when I didn't have weed I would ask my or money I would ask my parents for like five bucks for lunch and they'd be like I know you're not gonna spend it on fucking lunch but here you go here's a point five <laughs> yeah and then I'd buy a point five but there was a couple days where I was just totally broke and I remember I went into my garage and I like kind of like I like scoured the garage for like probably like two hours just searching. I was like, I'm just gonna search this garage until I find some weed mm-hmm. or money. Yeah, no, because I knew my dad had weed. Oh, or money. Yeah, and um, <laughs> money would be cool too. Money would be cool too, but no, I was looking for weed. Yeah, because um, I found some one time, just like so, like out of the blue. Like I was like, I can't believe I actually like found weed. You found his like stash spot or something. Well, there was like we had like he had like this um, Homer Simpson's slipper. <laughs> and like you like put your foot in like Homer's mouth or whatever <laughs> he had like this pair I think I gave them to him for Christmas but he like hung them up on the wall mm. and in them was a and, and yeah and like I was searching one time and in them and I think the first time I found it it was he had like an Altoids tin like oh, those classic some Altoids tin and I just found it easily some good weed and that's and that's how I knew he had the best weed that I've ever smoked at my age dude old people always find the best kind I remember I brought some to school and I was showing people and I was just like yo guys try this how do, like, how do smoke it and they'd be like oh how do they God. find the best fucking weed I don't know he had he had connects they're, but they called uh, up hey their friend from like when they were like 14 hey you still uh, yeah you still a hippie <laughs> no people that yeah bro I got the best shit. people used to joke around um, that my dad was like a drug dealer and stuff like that because like we would be at the um, we'd be at the hockey game I guess mm-hmm. and uh, my dad was like an assistant coach or something like that and um, people would like joke around like they all thought he was cool but they would joke around and be like yo like my senior dad he was just uh, in the back of the rink like hanging out with a bunch of black guys. <laughs> and like, Dude, that's so funny. And I was like, "What the fuck? That's wild!" And like, and like, so people used to be like, yeah, "He's definitely a drug dealer. Like, he's definitely selling drugs to them." And I kind of was like, "Yeah, it makes actually it makes sense because I found a bunch on him one time." But before that, the first time I found it, it was just like an Altoids tin. I think I just randomly found it, and that's when I knew that I could maybe find weed off my dad's at some point. Maybe find more. That's when I started searching. Like, whenever I'd get low, I would. How much I would did you search. take from that Altoids tin? The Altoids tin, I don't remember. Probably like a, I would, t- I would take like a like a small like a point three or four like nug at a time, maybe like a point two three nug at a time, and then and then I'll come back to it and like eventually like it would add up. But I would take such small amounts at a time that like he didn't notice, but he probably would come back and it would be like. A, a Have you grams, ever seen him smoke, or would you ever would you always smoke at like? I've never seen him smoke. He was like stealthy about it as well. Like I've mm, ne- I never like. You never ever smoked weed in the house, no, and th- it wasn't you. No, I think he probably went outside and smoked. I think uh, I think there were a couple times he would just like go out to the garage. Does, and just you, go smoke does your mom know? And stuff like that. 
Um, she knows, but she doesn't smoke at all. She just so your dad would just kind of go. I need. I'm gonna go take a minute to myself. And yeah, basically then come back and yeah, he'd basically. just be like lit. Yeah, <laughs> and he and he drank too. So like I would. Oh, I, would yeah. I would kind of just like assume that he was drunk most of the time, until I realized that he started smoking weed, and I was like, Yeah, he's definitely. He could be either or. I don't really know at this point. That's really interesting, man. But I, I found like a baggie in the in the Homer Simpson's yeah. mouth. I like kind of. I was like, I looked up to it, and it was like a fucking. It was like glowing, like a sign from God. You know what I mean? I was like, "Oh shit!" I it's just in there. Kind of like reached my hand in, and I felt this big baggie, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I was like so psyched because I had no weed, right? And I was like, "I'm like, this is crazy!" Like, and I couldn't believe it because I was like, "My dad smokes weed! I can't believe it! That's crazy!" Like, I was, I was yeah, like, you're just so many emotions at the same time. Like, yeah. So I started like pinching, like probably like point three at a time from there. Probably did yeah. it for like, probably did it for like a month. Holy fuck, dude. And so, like, he probably eventually noticed. Cause, well, it like, depends on how much he would be For me, there. you can't notice. But, like, for him, if he comes back to it every, like, It depends on how much weeks, he smokes. He would notice, like, three grams missing. If he smokes, like, you know, a, a joint a week, yeah. he would notice. You're 0.3 a day. And then <laughs> and then there was one time where I, um, I was, like, uh, he didn't have it in the garage or anything like that. So I was, like, I wonder where the fuck it could be. So I was, like... I started searching in his room, like being a fucking real snake about it, just like a real burglar. Like, started searching in his room when he was gone, and um, like, I would do this like before school and stuff like that. Like I'd wake up early and like the house would be empty, so I'd like go down and like start, start searching his room. And he had this metal like tin like this big, and it usually he usually kept like I don't know just random stuff in there like keys and fucking work stuff like notepads and shit like a bunch of random shit and. Um, and I like opened it one time. He had a, he had a, it was locked too. He had a key, so I went and found the key. You went and found the key. Went and, I went and like found the key first, which was like hidden somewhere else. Like, fucking took the map out. Fucking took the thing. Like, I fucking I was I was a I was a straight burglar. Like I I got good. Straight at, stealth. I got boy. good at doing this, and I was and I did it super carefully too. Like even when I searched the garage and like checked everything, every time I moved something, I'd put it back exactly how it is. Like yeah, you yeah. would never know that I was oh, yeah. there. So, like, he would never know unless he's seen the weed, but gone. But So I opened this big-ass box, and there was this bag, probably about an ounce bag, and there was these two other, like, s- smaller bags, probably about, like, 10 grams each, mm-hmm. and then it just had big words, like, OG on them. What? And I think one was, like, lemon OG or something like that. And it oh, was, you had like, choices now. I seen it, and I was, like, I looked at it, and I was, like, and it was, like, light green, like, just super crystally, and it was, like, dense, and I was, like... This is the best weed ever. So I like I, I took some of it. Dude, you just get so high. And I, I brought it to school and I would tell people I'd be like, "Yo, this is my dad's shit. Like it's fucking crazy good." <laughs> like we would just smoke it and they'd be like, "Holy fuck, it is good." Oh, it is good. It was great. It was, and I still remember it was the best weed that I I've smoked as like as a kid. That's incredible, man. It was wild. It was wild. I wish I had people in my family that that smoked weed. Yeah, I was just so surprised when I found out that he did and stuff. Yeah. When I lived in Toronto, my, my cousin, the, the actress, she smoked a lot of weed and she would always have money and she would always get good weed. I'd come over and and smoke with her. And I remember one time in, in junior high, you know Jared Dwyer? No. He was like this long-haired, always wore the same hoodie every day kind of guy, like just getting bigger, always played Call of Duty, bigger, getting bigger every day kind of guy. Okay. He said his dad had grew weed, and he had pounds and pounds in his freezer. And I went, how much for an ounce? And he right. said, I don't know. He goes, I don't know, five bucks. And I said, all right, 
tomorrow I'll give you five dollars. He wanted he all he wanted was a Panzerati. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't fucking know, know how much weed was worth. So the next day, man, I come up to him in his locker and he gives me he gives me a bag of weed. And I give him five dollars. He says it's thirty grams. It's frozen. Shit. But I come home, I dry it up. Crazy. It's the best weed I've ever smoked in my life once it's dry. I hallucinate on this shit. Five dollars for thirty grams. I remember wow. sitting at, I remember at lunchtime, we're sitting at the table, like all of our friends, Corey, Carson, and Just everybody, Kristen. And I was sitting there and I go, Hey Corey, I have thirty grams in my backpack. <laughs> yeah. I paid five dollars for it. It was <laughs> Yeah. And I go, That's wild. And smoke some? Yeah. Give me two days. <laughs> yeah. It was dope, man. I hallucinated on that shit. Like I would smoke with Brennan Tebow and I would I would I would see Brandon Tebow's face as uh, like a very pale white Bart Simpson. Like my eyes would just like it was this major hallucinations, man. Jesus, that's amazing. I closed shit. my eyes. I remember seeing a Jack in the Box. I'm sure, there wasn't like salvia in there or something. It was really weird. I was just young and my brain was fresh, and I was just it was an overload of THC sure. and yeah. people hallucinate when they when it's just like a lot at once. Yeah, I remember closing my eyes at lunchtime and I was stoned and. I saw the jack. I saw Jack in the Box going, Jesus. and it like popped up, and it was, it was just like this weird fucking creature. When you're stoned, you think of the most detailed images, you know. When you're that young and that stoned, like everything is just so detailed and intense, and you close your eyes, and it's just like, whoa, man, all these ideas at once. I would have been tripping balls. If I you're around the right people, and if you're around the right people, you know, not idiots. Yeah. If you're around the right people, you can actually develop these ideas that you have while you're stoned, and you can actually use it to your advantage. But if you're, you know, if you're around a bunch of like high you school know, kids, high, high school idiots, none of all that shit's just gonna get washed away. None of that shit ever goes anywhere. Yeah. But if you use that right, you can. It's just hard, man. Yeah. Or why they tell you not to smoke when you're young? I wish I waited till I was at least 19 or 20. Yeah. Because then I could have been in a place where I was already successful. Yeah. You know, instead of breaking everything down and, and compromising everything for Yeah. For yeah. a little bit of fun while I'm young, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I did. You know? Well, compromised all my talents. Like yeah. Football. But I, I hate being, I hate being uh, so negative about it, you mm -hmm. know, while I still do it, but... It, it is also beneficial to be critical about the things that you do. I don't yeah. see it as a bad way too much anymore now that I'm, now that I'm, I've quit. Because now it's like, um, I feel like I've already gone through a lot of the shit that... Yeah, you, you, you came through. out the dragon's, you came out the dragon's throat, man. Yeah. You did all of the steps. Like, you didn't take any shortcuts. You, you were in it deep. Yeah. And if I talk to you while you're in it, you know, you can't convince anyone of otherwise. That's me right there. I found it. Well, for the most part, like, that's, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Like, I'm, it's, I still feel like I have a long ways to go because, like, even doing yeah. these minor things. You're not, you're not cured. You're never cured of any addiction. You yeah. You have to keep living with that. But it's like, I, I need mind. There's another one of you. Mm -hmm. The black and white one. Mm-hmm. Um... It's like, yeah, that too. Like, uh, I know that it'll it'll always be like something that I kind of have to like watch out for and stuff like that. But um, for me now, it's just trying to get um, 
busy and get focused, get on the right path. Yeah. It's like mind state. Doing day. doing small things like that, cleaning my room or whatever, like it, um, really sad, really satisfactory and stuff like that. But now I have to actually start um, building relationships and probably like get back into like doing doing like artistic things. Yeah, if that's what makes you satisfied. If that's yeah. your compulsion, yeah, then that do is that, where you know? I feel most fulfilled. I don't feel fulfilled. I'm doing anything. Same else, here, so. man. And I, I was really, um, I remember I was, I was really, I was having some beers one night with my mom at the cottage, yeah. and I was kind of going deep on them, and I was going on this rant about how like, people like me and Allie, my cousin, have a compulsion to create, like create. Like I don't feel like I'm doing anything unless I'm creating something and making it. Yeah. Like, like, seeing something that came from my brain now in reality, whether it be on a screen or yeah. whatever. And and she was like, well, she couldn't really understand that. But And it's either that it, that compulsion can be channeled to drug addiction or that compulsion can be channeled into, yeah. you know. If you have a focus, your focus can be, it depends on what you want your focus to be on. If you have a drive, you can make that drive drugs and you can do everything in your power to always make sure you have drugs and you get really really good at it you're a professional drugger drug yeah. addict yeah man we got good at that shit yeah sneaking around and shit. good at that shit like, man I, could, I was fucking, i could break into someone's house and steal from there wasn't sick. a day yeah, where i was it. not getting the things that i needed to get yeah exactly you know that's that's, that's where, I, where where that I story of me smoking from my dad's stash comes from because like i no matter what, even if I was like totally broken, but it's not mentally good for your health because you somehow in your brain you're living a double life and yeah. you, and you're being oh, concealed and you're being feeling guilty oh, and oh, you feel snaky about doing that. Just feel guilty shit. every day. Yeah, look how fat and young I was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's weird. That's why I feel like now, I, now is my time to like get back on onto something, and I just have to do it. Just have to start doing it again. And, Things will get better, hopefully. Yeah. And I tell sure. and I tell myself that it will, I, man. The more the more you just keep a sane state of mind every day. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> you're gonna you're gonna get stronger because this is uh, everyone's trying to make the, take this opportunity, this quarantine opportunity to uh, better themselves rather than rather than just yeah wait it out, take advantage of it, man. You have so much time on your hands. Yep. You know, you'd be stupid to not, you know, do something to do to uh, better yourself. Yeah. It's weird. It's like even if I don't do anything, I still feel like it's one m more day of bettering myself. Like just personally, of course. If you don't do anything, that would, at least that's one more day of not smoking pot. Yeah, exactly. That's what AA teaches you. If you, if 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 you woke up today, congratulate yourself for for waking up today. You know. You just went another minute without smoking pot. You just went another hour without smoking pot. If that's your problem, then, then fucking hell yeah, man. Yeah, I, I kind of praise God. Learned it on my own too. It was like you did. You got out of it on your own. Yeah. You didn't go into Narcotics Anonymous. You didn't. No. I didn't you, you were solitary for. I didn't for need. A while. Uh, I didn't need the support of anybody else or anybody else guiding me through it. Because you knew. It was me. You weren't lost. You knew exactly where you needed to go. You yeah. just needed to. Let your brain catch up, or let your body catch up to your brain, or whatever it is. Like, yeah. you need to let you need just needed to let it all set in. Without the influence of the rush of chemicals coming in every day. And I say that 
and still, I love waking up in the morning, taking yeah. a shower, making my coffee, and hitting the dab, yeah. and then hitting the vape, and then just sitting there, and then like 11, 12 rolls, about, rolls on by, and then, all right, I'm going to clean up my room and start yeah. the day, you know? Like, I love those three hours where I'm just, <clears throat> you, you know, you myself. Were, you were never, like, too, you're never too bad about it, though. Like, you, you've always, like, you've always had the... Um, idea of like you know taking a week off and stuff like that like taking a week off from pops like when we used to smoke you'd be like yeah i'm gonna take a week off and like for most of the time you would you would or you would take a couple days at off. least a couple days and for me like when you used to say that we used to be like I'll you'd be like i don't know what you're talking about i <laughs> wouldn't even like yeah I wouldn't, like sam's a fucking idiot <laughs> I'd like, yeah i'd be like good for him well I, I would be like good for him but like for me it was like I was like, nah, like, if I'm doing something, I fucking put all of my... Well, man, listen, all of my sh- you say that, but I don't recall a time when I, when I, actually, when, when I actually did that. <laughs> no, but you did talk about it, and I, there was a, no, there was a couple days where you would go without smoking. You, There's some days where I would say, nah, like, I feel like... You'd come home, and you'd be like, I haven't smoked a pop in, like, two, two days, and I'd be like, wow, that's fucking wild. I've been smoking, like, 30 pops for the past oh, two yeah. days. It was just a couple times. Well, I guess you're right, man. Sometimes I do sort of get back to my roots and just sort of just, you know, calibrate and focus. And You don't binge as much as I do. Like, you have other kind of goals and stuff that you I think a lot of that comes from fear. On. A lot of that comes from just... I, uh, I was in a... Standard I, fear. I was in a, in a slump in a hole. Yeah. And, well, from the out, from my view, it looked sort of like me. Like, I felt like we were in the same sort of same room together like all the time not physically but also metaphorically like we were yeah. on the same page of this like this is what we do yeah. like we have to like at least be together with this yeah um or else like I'm fucked <laughs> for sure um and like not for me it was like I kind of felt like you guys were just m- more um kind of going along with my habit no, no, you're right, man. Like, I've, like I'm being like honest. We definitely Even saw like, you as a dependent marijuana dependent. But yeah. when I talk, when other people describe me, they would they they would describe me as the same thing. Like somebody who just maybe I'm a little bit more casual with it, or or not like so compulsive with it. But I'm a compulsive guy, man. Like I, I smoke pops. Like yeah. it just I'm a pussy. It just hurt me, <laughs> so I didn't do it as much. But yeah. I would still I'm still wake up in the morning and. Back, or back then, I would wake up in the morning and I would have the same thought as you. Yeah, I know. Just like, fuck. Oh, yeah. Get me the fucking, like, oh, let's yeah. chill. We were both in that spot, for let's, sure. Ref- let's forget about shit. Let's chill. While shit's brewing upstairs, while shit's, you know, happening over, oh, yeah. all around our lives, while we're not paying our bills, let's just chill. We all had the same kind of mindset of, like, getting getting weed and getting stoned, like, trying to buy weed whenever whenever can't like, yeah. open. And, and that can create a lot of remorse because you start to blame people for, like, um... You know, or I would be like, oh, you guys are bringing me down, but like, you're not because I'm bringing myself down. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, it's not anyone's actual fault. We were just all in the same boat. We're all here together, man. Like, I don't have to feel like I'm, I'm better than anyone just because I, just because I feel like every once in a while I get like, <sighs> like, down on myself because we've been doing this for so long or something, you know? I just wish uh, this quarantine didn't happen at the time it did, the, that it did, because I, I feel like I'm ready to fucking thrive right now, but there's nothing to fucking do. But it's, yeah, I'll 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 figure out my shit. I feel like in some ways it's it's kind of saved me, 
in other ways. Yeah. Um, I've learned a lot. And in other ways, it's made me feel more patient than I've been, rather than passive. There's a difference between being patient and being passive. Oh, it's, I'm definitely, like, not taking it for granted, for granted yeah. at all, but, like, I don't know, I feel like the whole world's in the same boat than I am, or in a different, a, a different boat. Dude, everyone wants shit to get going again, but no one really wants to go back to work. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, I can get money now and I don't have to work for it? Like, I've been having to, I've been having the time of my life for the past month and a half. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people who who are, I'm pretty sure, like, that's how everyone feels. And it's not just a whole big party. I'm not saying that, like, I'm taking advantage for of me, it. For me, I really want this shit to end, man, because, like, for me, like, I finally feel like I'm kind of getting back to myself, and it's just, like, uh, there's no one to fucking show it to. There's no one to hang out with. And it's, for me, I, I'm, like, I'm sick and tired of the fucking, of this shit. Well... I guess the best thing to do is to take this to accept it for what it is, and yeah, you definitely have changed, man. Like you, you definitely are ready to 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 get back out there, and so is a lot of the world. Yeah. But all you can do so is you you could get maybe you could get even better, time even better for in the time frame for that it takes for everything to open up again. Yeah. And when shit starts getting popping again, it's gonna take a while. That's that's, but, yeah, that's the hope. You know, maybe move to another city and and start and start over again. Like no, that's yeah. just. That's just know. what makes people... I mean, that'd be fun, but... Um, I think Halifax is honestly just gonna... I it's always been kind of a quiet place to be. No, but it's getting it's getting bigger, and I, I like I like the city, like... And like but I, after this shit, just, man, how are just, we gonna recover from it? That's just part of the... Uh, that's just part of the weed talking, where it's just like I was always just kind of um, in a shit mood. I, I know that when, I'm, when it gets better... Um, it's gonna get a lot better, and I I ha I just have a, this weird feeling that like um, things are gonna definitely change for me. Like, well, that weird feeling is is optimism. That's an that's called just sober, yeah, clear clarity, optimism, which is self reliance, which is a way to live. Like if you're if you're optimist and if everything you're doing is fun and and happy, then. Uh, yeah, that's just... I think there's different kinds of optimists. You can be a critical optimist, or you can be like a free, everything's great all the time kind of optimist. If you're, if you are that way, not like that's a futurist, a future optimist. That's or... how things are gonna. That's how things are gonna happen. Things will just be good for you because there's really if no that's other what your perspective, no is. other option. Yeah, that's what you make it. And that's right. That's where I'm. That's where I'm trying trying to get to. So, what are your specific micro goals? You know, in terms of how you want to be successful in the world and how you want to, you know, you know, be satisfied. What are your What are your goals other than just like financial stability, um, which is kind of what you already obtained. Yeah. So, what are your what What do you want to do with your life, man? You have You have time. You have money. You can do anything. I know. That's That's why it's crazy. Start somewhere, you know. Yeah. You definitely are starting somewhere, and you have a lot of talent and. Like, same talents as me, like music, videos, you know, editing, yeah. um, design, just ideas, improv, like, go, go, find a, find a route and just start chopping trees and just machete your way through yeah. life and find your own path. That's the goal and that's another thing I've, uh, I've told myself is, uh, no more like quitting, no more quitting anything. People find careers in their, in their niche, like. But it's two different careers. Like I, t I, uh, I edit wedding videos. I 
you know, I make my thing, I make this kind of money here, I make this much money here, I sell clothes on Etsy, they have like, and that's their career, that they are entrepreneurs in, in these, they have a tree of branches of careers, instead of just like, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a teacher, like, that shit is not attractive to me, because I get bored really easily, and I want to be kind of a, a jack-of-all-trades kind of guy, but a focus on one type of thing, rather than pick one thing and do it well, you know? I get bored of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I know I'm capable of more than just one thing. Yep. You know, so for why sure. not just, it's hard, man. It, 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 especially when you're going for creative jobs and creative careers, that's just the hardest of all because there's no, it's up to you to show people what you're up to, what you're doing. You don't have a degree. Who cares? Who don't gives a fuck about your degree if you're an artist? What can you do? What are your born, what are your born, natural born talents? Are you asking me or you're telling uh, me? I think I'm saying that metaphorically, but yeah. what are your, I know what your natural born talents are, but what are your ideas about what you would like, might like to do within the next few years? Um, yeah, I want, I want to get out of the realm of having to work, work for a living basically. And that's basically what I want to do is make money my own my own way as a, as a mogul or just um like 100% entrepreneur or maybe move into an area where no yeah no like I, I I've always wanted to um I always just felt like I had a, there was a bigger picture that could have been presented to me through like art and stuff like that like I was talented at a young age at like art yeah you were great now doing stuff art. like that our classes younger my dad always used to tell me even when i was like fucking like super young like he would tell me that like i could be like a tattoo artist and stuff like that because i would if i sat down and really like took my time on things like i used to like i used to like sketch and like i could do portraits really well and fucking abstract crazy like pictures of things I used to draw like yeah. I used to draw like animation like anime kind of style people and I was pretty good at that. Not a lot of people can do that. Man. I've made it like I made like comic books and stuff like that just like for for for, for jokes. I used to like draw comic books I and stuff like that. Books, yeah. And uh, yeah, and and I I don't know uh, the arts seemed to call to me like um, you definitely do have a calling like you when I feel inspired by it. Right? Yeah, when I uh, really, I'm really starting to like to make music and stuff like that, and I feel like if I kind of progress on that for a little bit, I feel like I can possibly break into the world of like of like music and musicians and stuff like that. Totally. If I if I keep keep going. Well, there's different worlds depending on which genre you want to go for. Yeah. I think that you could be really popular in um, producing. Yeah. Making beats yeah. for people and also for yourself yeah. and you can make beat packs yeah. you know have a website make beat packs and sell them to um <clears throat> 15 year old soundcloud raptors rappers that just got a credit card and mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go yeah like and i i, I feel like i could, i feel like that's what i calling because it it kind of encompasses a lot of things I can do. Also, like art, uh, art direction, and like film, filmography, and like yeah. all these kinds of things. I, I feel like I can put together a music video right now, like easily. Mm -hmm. Like I could do a couple like great music videos, and even the the, the music I could put together. 
Yeah. So you have the desire to take what's in your head, these ideas that are inexplainable, or that would take too long to explain, and just, like, let me just show you. Let me just take, give me a couple weeks, and I'll show you this thing. Um, I thought of this weird, um, I was asleep, like, I took, like, a nap before I came up here. Yeah, and uh, I noticed. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, I, uh, when I woke up, like, I had this weird dream that I was just, like, this weird dream, and I was just, like, writing down a bunch of lyrics. And I basically just made a big old rap in my dream. Hmm. And when I woke up, I tried to, like, put it all back together, like, and there was a couple cool lines in there, like, about, like, talking about bitches or whatever, like, <laughs> how rappers do. Talk, yeah. talk about women like bitches and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, but your dream did not let that happen. There was like a line I thought, it was like, you know the rapper Black Thought? No. He's he's the guy for like Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, yeah, okay. He's like on The Roots. Yeah. Really, yeah, 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 he's The Roots singer. Really good. He's super good. Yeah, rapper. yeah, he's so good, yeah. He's really good. And I thought of this weird like line. It was like talking about these chicks the whole way through and stuff like that. And then I was like, I forget what I said, but it was like, uh, you... You were you spit more than like black thought or something like that, or and it was like more than black thoughts, like and it was kind of like like black thoughts, as in like black chicks. Mm. But also, oh yeah, but also black, black, black people thinking about things. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> no, like black thoughts. Yeah, yeah, black thoughts. Black like black thoughts. Yeah, like black chicks. Yeah. That, that's good then. And I, and I thought of this like when I was asleep and it kind of just all kind of like came together and I haven't like listened to Black Thought in like years or something, anything like that. It's yeah. just like, just kind of came yeah. together. That's cool how dreams do that. Yeah. I have dreams where I'm jamming with Raleigh a lot Yeah. and we're trying to create this song and then all of a sudden I just like this rhythm comes and we just like hit it yeah. and in my dream we're like, just, like there's sick. this glory where we're just jamming and yeah. but I wake up and I'm like, that was a Hall & Oates song. Yeah. We were going... You're out of touch, I'm out of time, <laughs> yeah. and I'm out of my head when you're not around. And yeah. I'm in my dream con. yes, I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah. That was weird, because I, I want to take that picture from my dreams. Like, I want to take that whole, like, page from my dreams and just, like, fucking replicate it. Or just, like... The scene of you... Just, like, have it. Writing it? It was like, I, I remember it was like pretty much like a half a page of loose leaf yeah. of like rap that I thought of like in my dream. And I was like erasing it and stuff like that. And like, there, I was like, I was like trying to erase parts of it. And like, it was like smudging around and I was like, I grabbed like a better eraser and like erased it more. Yeah, thanks. Well, they say that in the future, they're going to be able to, well, they can already make waves yeah. of your dreams. And they yeah. can turn that, if they can turn that into image, and then moving image, oh, moving dope. picture, you can literally record your dreams and then wake up and watch them. In a blurry sort of way. They can already do it in a blurry way, and I've seen it. There's a YouTube video on it. But eventually, over time, and as future exponentially evolves, yeah. that will get clearer and yeah. clearer, and you're going to have a VR world where you're in your own dream. If they could do that, I'll come back to the VR thing in a second, but if they could do that in like great definition as to where I could actually have read the lyrics on that page, because like it was literally a full page of lyrics that I kind of just like 
yeah. wrote down in my dream, and I was I was kind of like sing, rapping it to myself, and I think there was other people around, and I was like talking to them about it. Well, they would say that in dreams, what you're actually seeing is like pretty much like just scribbles, like gibberish. There's nothing really there. But uh, but in your head, you're no, there was because I remember no. I, there was a couple. Really? Yeah, like no, it was like legit because I woke up, there was a couple lines, and it was like. It was like somebody somewhere, uh, and I was like, it's hard to remember now because I, cause I just, because it was in my dream, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I was literally putting together words, and I was like, and I was thinking, I was like, what else, in my dream, I was thinking, this, I was like, what else does a black thought do that black thought does? And I was like trying to think, I was like. If do, a black cut thought like, could do what a black thought cut. No, like I was just thinking, I was like, do black thoughts like spit or do black, and that's not what I wrote down. I wrote down something really fucking good. And, um, and I was taking out words and putting back, putting in new words and stuff, like going through an actual process like I do when I write. Yeah. I was going through the real process and I was taking words out and putting them in and I was like, I put in like cut down, like I'm just trying to remember like what I said exactly I can't remember though. did you get any of it when you woke up just the black thought part basically I'm sure if you just focused on it it, it can come back to you I, 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 I would have but I, I lost it too quick I, I woke up and yeah. I didn't really think about it there's techniques you like, can use and learn that if you keep a dream journal and, and when you wake up immediately start writing you, there's techniques you can use I don't know exactly what but to, to, to bring those back because when you wake up your body defends itself and makes you forget all of the little details about your dream and you wake up and you're immediately like, okay, now I'm here, right? You yeah. immediately forget about your dream. But there's techniques as for when you wake up, you can you can grab pieces of it and just get the little remnants of it. And Well, that's that's what I was doing for a while there. Like I told you about that like melody that I created in my dream where it was yeah. like that really ghastly, ghostly memory. Shit. Melody. And I, and I woke up and I started humming it and singing it and fucking recorded it right away. Yeah. And a lot of hit songs in, have come put into have the keyboard. And that's that. That was a dope fucking melody. But this one, like, I went through a process. Like, I was writing it for like a couple minutes, and I was like, going through, and I was like taking out words and putting them in, and it came together as like this perfect fucking line about like talking about chicks for a while, and then like getting into it, and like I was just like kind of I can't, like I can't remember any of it, which I wish I could, but I was like just talking about how like chicks are, and I was like. Uh, <laughs> And I was like, you know, somebody somewhere, you know, I just, I was fitting in words that really fucking worked really well. And, yeah. um, if I could just get that fucking, that image of that loose leaf, I wouldn't have to, um, edit it or anything like that. I feel like that <laughs> you just right fax there, it to yourself from your dream. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like it was like a perfect fucking line like, per, like page. I feel like it was a yeah. perfect like page like it's hard to get yeah. that perfection state where like you felt that I, I've never had that like when I write stuff I've never ever so in my life had had that where like I feel like everything's perfect and yeah because like it never is you, there's always these little changes that you can do more you can add yeah. and stuff like that and you can put a verse on you can add another verse to it that'll rhyme or something like that so but in like, the dream this you... dream it was like it was so it, I, I was like that's fucking fire line yeah so in the dream you felt the emotion that what you what was on this page and you looked at it and went fuck yeah like yeah. i can't wait and then to, i woke to up to start yeah and then you woke up yeah and i was like shit i wish i could remember what i wrote and it all kind of just started like going away like within like 30 seconds it's just like 
gone. And all I remember is the the black thought part about black thoughts. Yeah. If only you could rewind and, and replay. Yeah, you know? because I, I feel like that's like my best line. I feel like in the future you you are gonna be able to do that. Yeah, which would be fucking nice. Just for creative purposes. Yeah. <laughs> to access your subconscious, and be able to analyze it and go like, what do I? What am I capable of? Like, how do I receive the signal of creativity? Yeah. Can I open my signal and have it receive more channels? Because if so, I'm going to be a fucking more of a creative uh, person. Yeah. How many channels can you receive, my friend? I feel like when I start um, writing writing more and stuff like that, I'm dreaming more. When I start writing more... Well, you can build your creative mind every day. and Yeah. I every think, day you I just... feel like things will come more to me in my dreams and I'll be able to... You start to learn that there's... You don't put pressure on yourself, but you just... work with. The more you put pressure on yourself, the more you're just gonna you're gonna end up faking it. What you have to do is open your brain up and let your let let your let yourself receive the signal of because whatever's good in music is not the artist's music. Yeah. They just receive the music. You know, they were just they have the skill, they have the rudiment, they have the talent, and then now that they have it all, it's almost like they play it and they go, "Holy shit, is this me playing or is this?" Is this somebody else playing that's that's being channeled through me or something, you know? It happens a lot with African drumming. That's why I love drumming is because once you start doing it so much, the same rhythm over and over again, you start to go into a psychedelic state and you start hallucinating. Yeah. That's why Buddhists chant so much. Hom nyo no renge kyo, hom nyo no renge kyo. Six hours straight, the same thing, looking in a mirror. You're gonna fucking... Those words put together so many times over and over again, it's gonna—it's like a spell. It yeah. just creates That's this what, emotion. I wish I could get that damn line back because I can put—I can put it together as many times as I want. I could be like, um, "You black thoughts have been on more Kimmels than or like you, you Jimmy chicks, Kimmel. You chicks have been on more Jimmy Kimmels than black thought than black thoughts. You know what I mean? And, the, and that is a decent line, but like, it's not what it. Not what I had down, and what I had down was perfect. You bitches got more words than Jimmy Kimmel. This is the straw that broke the camel's back. You chicks have been on more Jimmy Kimmels than Black Thought, because Black Thought's always on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, something really clever like that, right? Like yeah. riddly. But and it was, it was, but that's not what I wrote down because I didn't have it. There was no Jimmy Kimmel in the line. Like, yeah, of it was something like really fucking good. Something really good. Yeah, yeah. that's a dream, man. I mean, if anything, it'll inspire you to create something like that. Yeah, exactly. But the problem is, in the creative process, the more you try to create something, the more you're gonna, it's gonna look fake. So you you really have to, the artist's job is to not even be an artist, just be a receiver of spirit. I'm definitely gonna put that black thought thing in somewhere, because I've I've never heard anyone say that before, I don't think. Yeah. Well, that comes, uh, we're coming around to the end of the, end of the show, folks. We could do another hour if you wanted. I think two hours is a, is a pretty good uh, okay. podcast length. I had, I had a couple more things I wanted to mention, but we can come back to it next time. Yeah, maybe that'll be the cliffhanger. All right, folks. Let's fade out with some Casbor Sasbo. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening.